Welcome to the UniOlo podcast. My name is Tina and today with me are two UniOlo ambassadors and one researcher from the University of Oulu. So with me are Sadim, Leobov and Alex. Would you like to introduce yourselves shortly? Who you are, where you're from, what's your background? Who wants to start? Ladies first. Okay, uh, <laughs> my name is uh, Sadim Elbasuni and I'm from Egypt. I came to study uh, my first year uh, here in the Master of uh, Biochemistry in the Faculty of Biochemistry and Molecular Medicine. And previously, I was a graduate in pharmacy and a previous demonstrator and lab assistant in the uh, analytical chemistry and biochemistry in the Arab Academy in Egypt. Mm-hmm. My name is Liubov. I'm, stud- I'm also first year and I'm studying biomedical engineering here in Oulu. Um, previously, I was studying medical physics, so it's completely the same topic as I'm doing now. And I came from St. Petersburg in Russia. Okay. And well, I think my introduction is going to be a little longer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm Alexander Kastaniotis, or Alex. Um, I'm actually German. I did my, my uh, basic studies at the University in Würzburg, then uh, moved to uh, the State University uh, of uh, New York at Albany to uh, do my doctorate and then came here initially to do a postdoc uh, that was 20 years ago almost almost <laughs> to the month and um, since then I've uh, started my own research group I was able to get an Academy of Finland fellowship and uh, now I'm working at the uh, Faculty of Biochemistry and Molecular Medicine this fused 2014 from the biochemistry and the medical biochemistry uh, faculties and there I am the coordinator of the international master's program I'm also the uh, director of the master's program at the faculty of biochemistry and molecular medicine it's always a mouthful and uh, uh, I have my own research group there uh, where our focus is more basic research but uh, I think every time you do more of basic research you start ending up in something that is medically relevant and, and uh, so we also now have uh, patients or not we don't have patients but we work with uh, physicians that have patients that have problems with that specific um, biochemical synthesis pathway that we focus on which is uh, mitochondrial fatty acid synthesis and from our research also we think there's opportunities for therapies we're going to talk about your research a bit more mm-hmm. later and about your uh, study path and, and interests. But first, I would like to uh, get to know you a bit better. And that's why I have asked you beforehand to bring an object to this podcast today um, that represents your journey or your stay or your time in Finland in any way. So what have you brought and who wants to explain what it is and why? Who wants to start? Okay, let me start. Uh, yeah. So I brought a portrait of from Egypt, like this portrait was actually drawn for me uh, by my best friend, like we're like now about 15 years best friends now and she had like drew it specifically for me because I told her that I love the sea and I want to like to draw something that I love in the sea and she drew me this anchor to mm. that she like explains in a way that like you will always have someone like for like supporting you like like as she's as my friend and also my family there in Egypt so like in 2018 when I came there as an Erasmus uh, student I brought this portrait with me and it always reminded me of my family there and now here because I'm going to stay a bit more longer 
mm. for like two years. So yeah, it kind of always remind me of my best friend and my family. Yeah. So you always have your anchor with you. Exactly. You never <laughs> get loose. That's very nice. What about you? Uh, for me, is a keychain, and that's not the just sim um, very simple keychain, but it's keychain with moons. It's special. <laughs> and I think moons are one of the symbols of Finland because almost in every family here has some some something with movements of their home and that's actually not the only thing that I have a home with movements here but this keychain was gifted to me by my husband since I get here in Oulu so that's also a symbol for me that I carry movements everywhere with me they're hugging here so Aww. it's a like, very cute symbol of my family also and of Finland because I think Finns are very open-hearted and polite as movements are. Oh, that's very nice. And what about you? What did you bring? So what I have here, I don't know if anything is represents my my, my path here, but it represents a uh, uh, a peculiarity here about Finland and especially about the Oulu region. And this is like tar products, um, because uh, I I don't think this is very commonly known in uh, in Central Europe. Um, But uh, so Oulu used to be a very important tar port. Um, tar was produced in the, uh, in the in the inlands in Finland and brought to uh, Oulu by uh, small boats. And it was a very important product for for the sailing industry back then because you needed to impregnate the hulls of ships uh, with this natural material. And of course, it's not used for that anymore. But now uh, the Finns have started putting in all kinds of other products. Like um, there's there's some kind of uh, I don't know, candies, if you want to call it like that, um, which have this tar flavor. And there is a tar soap. And um, unfortunately, you will not be able to smell it here through the air. <laughs> but uh, um, it has this very typical kind of a little bit like barbecue smell. But it's not, it doesn't quite catch it. But it's actually very, very neat stuff because it, it's good for your skin. And uh, um, it, it tastes uh, kind of weirdly good uh, <laughs> and uh, something one should one should try and I don't think this is something you can get in many other places in the world so this is representing the uniqueness the of uniqueness this place of yes. this place and, and especially like for Finland and especially Oulu because it's very important I think for Oulu mm. uh, or used to be at least in the 19th century mm. yes. so you already said before you have been now here for about 20 years Yes. So um, I guess you know the University of Oulu uh, quite well and I would like to ask you what in your opinion defines the research culture in this university. Research culture here is, is very open, very cooperative. This is something that I've enjoyed tremendously actually in the last 20 years that uh, uh, this is true for our faculty but I think like across the board for the faculties in Finland that I don't feel much of, uh, of uh, the teams working against each other but uh, there's a Uh, a uh, culture of, of being cooperative and help uh, wherever uh, you can. So uh, um, there's a working towards uh, a goal that is common, even though all the teams are competitive, but it's never at the cost of, uh, of the other teams. And I think this is also something that generally uh, represents the attitude in Finland, um, that it's, it's much uh, like a, a, an attitude of, of communal working together. And I've mm. enjoyed this very much. There's never been a, a case where uh, when I've asked for materials or to uh, access to resources where I have been denied that to anybody. And uh, um, it's, uh, I don't think it's, it's 
very common like this. There's mm. there's other other places where it's much more competitive between the groups, um, and uh, I think this type of attitude is very conducive towards uh, being successful. Um, and I think we have to like in a, a country that is small and also in a, the university, of course, is not small by by, by Finnish standards, but um, by other standards, it's maybe not that big. And so people need to work together and share resources uh, to make sure it's it's economical. And uh, um, the general census that I get that's, that you see if an, another group is successful, uh, you see that as a positive thing and not as something that works against you. Mm. What advice would you give to a young person that's hoping to experience this open research culture at the University of Oulu to come here? Um, what advice to come? Well, the advice would be to come here and actually experience <laughs> it. Um, uh, so What's the best way to do that? The best way to do that. I mean, there's 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 several ways. Uh, um, the the easiest way is probably if your English is good, is to start in a master's program. Um, the bachelor's programs, to my knowledge, I think there might be one that has that is run in English, but in general, most of them are run in Finnish. Uh, so uh, you need to have uh, a good knowledge of Finnish. So it's more difficult to get in there, but if you're You know, if you're good at languages and you think you you just want to come here for a year first, prepare yourself. Actually, if one of one of my previous interns uh, who who spent initially some time in in my uh, lab um, for three months to to do that as an intern from Germany, um, she actually liked it so much here that uh, uh, she learned the language and she started on the bachelor's. But the easiest way is to do it in a master's. Uh, level because uh, there's several master's programs that are run in English. All the courses are run in English, and uh, um, if you, you know, of course, you need to uh, have good grades from where you come from. But uh, um, if you're ambitious, if you have, uh, uh, if you're good in English, and uh, if you if you have good grades and are interested in the work we do here, and there's many different opportunities here, um, apply for the master's program. Mm. And that's exactly what you two did. So yeah. maybe we can talk a bit more about your um, directions and orientations within the research. So you're all somehow located within the health field. I guess I can say it like that, uh, but in very different ways or slightly different ways. Um, do you just, uh, Liwa, maybe want to explain what you're doing and what is your special path within your program? Um, my program is actually very golden ones because biomedical engineering has two parts in it. And you can study biomedical engineering in sort of health and in sort of engineering. There are two different parts in our program. So there are even that different subjects. So you can choose whatever you want. And even in engineering, for example, I'm studying in the part of engineering, you have also two parts there. For example, we have chosen signal and image processing because I think that's really interesting for me and I really like it. <clears throat> And I also, um, in this part, I'm taking subjects that are connected with data analysis and medicine. So I'm analyzing biomedical data and I'm learning how artificial intelligence, uh, intelligence and uh, also deep learning and machine learning can help with while analyzing biomedical data. Mm -hmm. But I think that whenever you're choosing biomedical engineering, it's not only always one task that you can only be prepare yourself. So there are many different things that you can broaden into. 
and get get deeper into them. So whatever you want, if you are interested in just like biomedicine at all, you can find something that you are really interested in and choose subjects that are more to you, and then go and study them. Mm, and I assume that's also very well modern and and innovative and new things that you are doing there, like with AI and. Yeah, of course. Artificial intelligence, I think, is nowadays it's supposed to be the thing one in all uh, directions of researchers. So it's it's very modern ones, and it's also very needed because all the applications now use the artificial intelligence, and also machine learning to get new data and to analyze it very quickly. Because the number of data it's increasing like radiously, and you never know how to analyze more data that you have. Because you can get some new knowledge for that, and you can also get some junk from that. Mm. So you need to do it with like wisely. Mm. Okay, and you're studying biochemistry and have a background in pharmacy. Can yes. you explain uh, uh, what you're doing and what, doing. what direction you're heading at? Well, uh, I thought about uh, studying something a bit related to pharmacy. However, I wanted to get outside of the zone of the pharmaceutical field and industry and like maybe get into the food science. So I thought about like studying biochemistry. It will be more related in like studying the proteins and how to change in the um, structure of the food so that it becomes more uh, plant-based and mm. more uh, efficient in growing it. And since Finland, I, I heard that it's in here in Finland that uh, food, like growing crops here, it's not that easy. So I thought that maybe it's here a place that I would get into research and to study uh, the science of food. However, when I started the biochemistry, I then found that there's actually very wide uh, research areas. Like, for example, uh, I could either uh, get into the molecular medicine field or and get into the protein science. And both of them are like very wide uh, programs where there's like research areas in the immunology. And like in the previous uh, part, I got into the bachelor thesis doing immunology, but because I didn't have any uh, practical background and didn't have any practical experience in the labs, I didn't have this opportunity in Egypt. So I thought that maybe it's not like it's not for me and I will not like it. But I was very interested when I heard here that there is actually a lab in immunology and there's actually research. And even like some people of like my colleagues, they have started uh, their immunology uh, lab orientation. So that would be something I will try in the next spring. Uh, there was also like some other uh, different uh, fields, like for example in the micro and nanofluidics, that was more uh, related to physics. And I got like interested, like why not to study this course and maybe get into different research areas. So I'm kind of like still mm. not uh, decided yet, but I think like by the spring I will be like more decided, either either if I will. Um, continue in the food industry as I've in initiated at the beginning in like and applying into biochemistry bio or I will apply into the molecular medicine uh, mm. field areas as like more related to my uh, pharmacy bachelor mm. degree. So there are many new options yeah. and many things that yeah. uh, you feel you can do here that yes. you couldn't have done in yes. another place. And so. of course the opportunity nice. for yeah to do lab work and mm. to like get into the research uh, hands-on exper experience. 
So are you also planning to go into research uh, later? Yes, yes, that it will that will be definite. Uh, but uh, I don't think that I I want to just get into a PhD before I get into uh, industry and see how things work first. Mm. And... Okay. Um, well, you have been researching a lot in the last 20 years, I guess. So can you very easily, for a person like me, explain what you're doing at okay. the moment? Yeah, so I don't know what your background is, but... Uh, Not um, biochemistry. Not biochemistry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, The uh, main subject of our studies is uh, 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 a cell organelle called a mitochondrion. I don't know, some, I think people who maybe went to high school at least have some idea or remember of it's the power plant of the cell. Um, that's what you learn, I think, as the kind of the very basic thing. Uh, it turns out that mitochondria, which are so they, they're intrinsic to all of the cells in the human body and all eukaryotic cells. So. Um, non-bacterial organism and uh, they have this role of uh, um, producing the energy currency in the cell uh, ATP uh, but they have uh, many many other tasks so they're, they're, it turns out they're very important for uh, a large number of bios biosynthetic pathways and uh, metabolic processes and uh, we're, we're studying a tiny tiny aspect of uh, uh, the mitochondria which but it, it has large consequences for the entire organelle. Uh, it's called mitochondrial fatty acid synthesis. So this is our main focus, even though we always find interesting side <laughs> aspects that we try to branch out if we have the resource. But this is what we do. Um, it's, so it turns out mitochondria have their own little pathway of making fatty acids. The cell itself, the eukaryotic cells, the human cell has also outside the mitochondria a pathway that makes fatty acids. And it makes the bulk mitochondria make a small amount And um, um, what turns out that this actually kind of functions as a metabolic signal within the mitochondria to let this organelle know how, how busy it needs to be. Because mm -hmm. the fatty acids building blocks are the same uh, compounds that are used to extract energy from. So the pathway senses how much of that comes in, makes a fatty acid of a certain size Uh, actually, probably at least two different species, and that is used as a signal within the mitochondria to tell it you have to start building up uh, the the apparatus that you need to extract the energy. This apparatus is called the respiratory chain, um, and this is basically where where uh, energy-rich molecules uh, are used uh, in the end to extract the energy and turn it into something that the cell can use. So it's a regulatory mechanism. Um, that's still not very well known. I think in the last 20 years, the, the uh, research on this has picked up and we have to brag a little bit. Our, our group has <laughs> actually quite, uh, played, uh, quite, uh, played quite a, uh, uh, a significant role in the whole process. And it's just now actually starting to enter the, the general conscience of, of the science world that there is this pathway and that it's much more important than previously Uh, had been thought where the attitude was well this is something that's a remnant of mitochondria possibly having been separate organisms previously but um, there's an important uh, uh, role for the function of the cells uh, of the mitochondria and if the pathway is damaged then uh, the mitochondrial function is compromised and mm. uh, there is now a, a number of uh, uh, I mentioned this before there's patients now 
treated by physicians that we work together with that have defects in the pathway. Mm. And uh, by knowing more about how this works and what are the, the, the important players, uh, first of all, we, so we're going to understand the pathway more and how the cell and the mitochondria works, but it might also give us an opportunity to find what we hope for will be small molecules uh, that we can use um, to possibly alleviate some of the symptoms that uh, uh, the patients have. Hmm. So there are many different ways to get involved in the health field and it seems that the University of Oslo has really a huge field where you can tackle different from the health field from different sides. So thank you very much for, for these insights. I think it's really nice to see that there are so many different different uh, things possible at this university. Um, I would still like to talk a bit about uh, Oulu and the university and the city. And you two have just just started uh, your your programs and you have just arrived uh, like three weeks ago yeah. or so, like exactly. really recently. Yeah. So um, what was your first impression of, of Oulu and of the university? Well, it's much bigger city because uh, previously, like in 2018, I was in Kopio and it was like literally there was nobody <laughs> like compared to Egypt. Like we're we're literally like six million in Alexandria and we see people every day. So when I went first time like in Finland, I thought, okay, there's nobody here in Finland <laughs> and I will ne never like meet people and like. I was shocked and astounded that here in Oulu, like, yeah, there's much people, like, more people mm. uh, in comparison, as well as there's so many activities to do here in the city center. I just, like, heard many, like, student activities we have done, even, like, I went to this pumpkin uh, curving, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a week ago. So it was, like, nice to spend at least Halloween here, like, during the COVID with, like, a minimum gathering even, but we just, like got to know some people mm. here yeah and uh, what about you you uh, have been traveling to to finland of course from russia a lot uh, during your teenage years i would say yeah, I and now you're finally living here and what was your impression of Oulu? yeah i think it's really changed a lot when i was traveler here in finland and while i'm living here now but the impression first impression of Oulu was quite like the same as Sedan because St. Petersburg also is like six million people and I was walked in and I was asking where the people are because but nowadays because of COVID I think that it is maybe more coarse because of distance and people are trying to spend time more at home than anywhere else but that's not I think <laughs> the main reason but I like the Oulu because it's really peaceful city and there are always like nature here is beautiful I cannot I, I was amazed how many lakes and how many different hiking routes are here so I very like to go somewhere and try some hiking here in some national parks and also I love how they're also like the city is not so big but there are all uh, different um, places where you can go I was already visited museum here and I really like it and I'm waiting for one science museum also to go next week yeah so the life here is very uh, usual ones but very interesting so it's nonetheless like the every Finnish city has all of actually the same but all has some unique for me so mm. it's very di different from other Finnish city I was before. Mm. What are you two looking forward to in the next two years that are coming ahead of you? 
well, I'd like to try more snow. Like, <laughs> I want to be like this knee deep left. Yeah. And yeah. of course, to see the northern lights. Like, when I'm studying and the window and just like look up in the sky and find it. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you? Yeah, I think I want to try ice swimming here because I think that's kind of unique here. I'm like preparing for that. But I also want to see Northern Lights because I have never seen them in all my life. And I think I'm also waiting for the 1st of May because I have heard that there will be like very student, uh, student mm. days with like lots of very uh, different activities in the city. Mm. Yes. What's your say about that you've been here for 20 years i've been here for 20 <laughs> years i mean uh i think Oulu in the last 20 years has changed a lot mm -hmm. also uh, the, the finnish attitudes have changed a lot i mean it's still there you know this there's this cliche of about the finn being very shy and quiet and, and it's still there but it has changed significantly since then and uh, uh i mean Oulu itself Oh, one should be aware that so this city is kind of the last big city before uh, you get into the polar region. There's still, of course, Romaniemi and and uh, and Kemi, but they're they're much smaller. This is a this is a major cultural and economical hub here, and this is why even though it's this far north, you you uh, you have a lot more cultural opportunities. Uh, generally, there's a lot more going on here than you would expect of a city this size this uh, far north and um, um, but uh, as, as it was said here now also is that even though this is a, a proper city uh, with all the amenities and, and many of the cultural uh, 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 you know, offerings that, that you could expect could you want if if you have the desire uh, you can be in, a, in the woods within 15 minutes mm. so um, you have the advantages of being in a in a metropolitan area, but being very close to nature very 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 soon. And uh, there's many opportunities in winter if you like the snow. This is fantastic. Um, but also we have a proper we have a proper summer here. We have proper four seasons, and there's many things you can do in summer. We have a beach nearby, which uh, sometimes can be just as hot as in the Mediterranean. Um, so uh, you you kind of uniquely combine. Uh, like outdoors and nature, nature opportunities with kind of metropolitan amenities and a first-class education system. Um, yeah, I think take. that's a very nice ending word, <laughs> I guess. Um, all the best for your future and thanks so much for coming to the podcast and thanks to all of you listening at home and if you want to know more about the Uni Olo Ambassadors, you can follow our Uni Olo Ambassadors Facebook page and read our student stories on the website. Um, yeah, that was the Uni Olo pod podcast. Thank you very much for coming and see you again soon. Thank yes, you. Thank you.